0: Great news, everyone! Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We praise you. We love you. We glorify you. And we magnify your great name. We continue to pray for peace in the Middle East. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the second Adam, Jesus Christ, amen. We continue our series on the historical Jesus. And last week, we examined the baptism of Jesus. And this week, we look at the temptation of Jesus. Found in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Mark chapter 1, verses 12 and 13 and Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. John's gospel does not reference this event. Jesus would be tested, just like Adam was tested, and where Adam failed, Jesus passed. So why didn't Jesus go straight from baptism into ministry? This mistake is made by churches every day, placing an untested person in a leadership position then, when the storms of life come crashing down, the untested leader cannot brave the conflict. The tested leader uses Scripture and not themselves and their experience. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1-4 through 4 contains these words about the first temptation. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry." Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. My friends, Jesus was led up from the lower Jordan River Valley to an elevated spot. The same spirit that had landed on Jesus as a dove now leads Jesus into the Judean desert. The devil, who is a slanderer, gives the Lord a taste of what lay before him in his ministry. Mark's account of this event is brief, and he devotes only two verses, with the major difference in Mark's gospel is that he uses Satan, the adversary, instead of the devil. Mark also does not record the victory of Jesus over Satan, indicated that the ministry of Jesus would be an ongoing encounter with Satan. Jesus concluded a supernatural fast lasting 40 days and 40 nights. Moses fasted 40 days and 40 nights as he received the Ten Commandments from God and Elijah also fasted 40 days and 40 nights as he escaped from Queen Jezebel. One of the names of Jesus is the second Adam, and he was sent to the desert to prove man could resist temptation. Adam was placed in a beautiful garden, but Jesus was placed in a desert wilderness. Adam and Eve were tempted by fruit that was good to eat, pleasant to the eyes, and would make them as wise as God, according to Satan, who appeared to them as a serpent. Satan took advantage of the moral failure of Adam, and in 1 John second chapter, verses 16 and 17, it declares, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God, abides forever. My brothers and sisters, Jesus was tempted by Satan at the Lord's weakest physical moment as he was hungry. This test evaluated the moral character of Jesus. Folks, God will test our moral character and too often we fail. Satan knows our weaknesses and will offer opportunities for us to fall into his trap and then use that knowledge to accuse us before God of falling short. Adam and Eve had every advantage and failed. Jesus was placed at a disadvantage. So let's see what happened. Satan's first test was to see if Jesus would act independently from God. Satan's subtle test included saying, If you are the Son of God. Of course, Satan knows who Jesus was and that he had the power to turn the stones into bread. But that was not the Father's will. The Father's will was that Jesus remain hungry. My friends, when the Israelites were in the desert, they grumbled because although they were slaves in Egypt, they had food to eat. When God provided them with a daily supply of bread from heaven, they grumbled about eating the manna. God wanted the Israelites to depend on him. Now Jesus faced hunger in the desert just like the Israelites, but he submits to his father's will, which was to be in the desert and to stay hungry. Jesus responds to Satan's temptation with the words from Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. My comrades, when we are in right relationship with God we have no problem obeying his word because we know his word is for our good. So Jesus passes the test for the lust of the flesh. The next test for Jesus takes place at the highest corner of the Jerusalem temple platform overlooking the Kidron Valley. In verse 5 of Matthew chapter 4, Satan again uses the condition statement, if you are the son of God. This is not a challenge to the sonship of Jesus, but to force God into supernatural demonstrations of his faithfulness to intervene for our good. Satan's request was that if you are who you say you are, throw yourself down from this high point. Then the devil quoted scripture, Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12, but he left out something. Satan quotes, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, They shall bear you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. My brothers and sisters in Christ, what Satan left out was the second line of Psalm 91, verse 11, which says, To keep you in all your ways. The psalmist says the person is protected only when he follows the Lord's will. For Jesus to throw himself from the temple was not God's will. My friends, we are often faced with difficult decisions and when we seek the will of God, His promises take effect. We cannot expect His promises if we go our own way. Jesus responded to Satan with scripture of his own, quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16, which relates to the Israelites and their test in the desert. When Moses said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Folks, Jesus knew that it would be improper to use his power in this manner, and so he passed the next test, the lust of the eyes. Luke's gospel switches the second and third test when compared to Matthew's gospel. The third test has Jesus and Satan on a mountain, with Satan showing Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. It is God's plan that Jesus rule the world satan has been referred to as the god of this age in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 he's also referred to as the ruler of this world in john chapter 12 verse 31 and also the prince of the power of the air in ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. when satan was cast out of heaven he established his evil kingdom here on earth satan's test was to offer the world to jesus and the Lord only had to do one thing, bow down and worship Satan. Now Satan was kicked out for wanting to be God, and if he could get Jesus to worship him, it would have been the ultimate triumph for Satan. If Jesus bows down to Satan, he never goes to the cross for you and I, and Jesus would be worshiping a being he created. Once again, Jesus uses scripture on Satan from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13, which says, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. My brothers and sisters, Jesus established that God alone should be worshipped and served. So Jesus passed the final test, the pride of life. Satan has blinded those who will not serve God with their praise and worship. When Jesus came... He identified with sinners and proved he was righteous. Jesus proved that mankind could resist temptation by using the word of God. John chapter 16 verse 33 declares, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. My friends... Jesus set the example for us, and if we follow his example, we can overcome the sin that holds us back. But when temptation comes our way, we must be able to recall the appropriate scripture and use it on the spot. Jesus wants you to be an overcomer to sin. Will you give your life to him? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for letting Jesus show us how to overcome temptation We pray for those who want to give their lives to your Son and we bless them. In the name of the Holy and Righteous One, Jesus Christ, Amen. And if you gave your life to Jesus, email me at hello at greatministries.org and I'll help you find a place to be baptized. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request your praise reports, and your comments to our email address. Again, that's hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.